Welcome. Thank you for listening to the Soulsome Word by David Entry. The words you catch will change your world. May your story change from this message. Be blessed. I'm going to spell a word. I want you to write that word down. It's spelled G for God. <laughs> U for umbrella. <laughs> M for mother. N for November. A for alpha. Z for zebra. And O for orange. Did you get it? G U M. N U. I'm sorry. M A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I wanted to see if you are really following. <laughs> I'm just kidding. G U M N A Z O. How does it sound? Gumnazo. Gumnazo. Depending on the school you attended, that's okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. We will come back to that word. That's the, that's the title of my message, actually. It's a Greek word, but you understand it as we go on. It's interesting, Pastor. I like what Pastor Paul was talking about. I didn't know about that, actually. That the fact that if you exercise, you add 15 more years to your life. And recently, I'm beginning to appreciate the fact that the older you grow, the more you value exercise. Usually, when you're younger, you don't really value exercise very much. But the more you grow, the older you grow, one day you are lifting something. Hey, I think I need to exercise. Because... Because exercise is necessary for life. All right. Having said that, let's look at Psalm 107, verse 23. Psalm 107, verse 23. Thank you, Jesus. It says, Those who go down to the sea in ships who do business in what great waters all right i read again those who go down those who go down to the to the sea in ships who do business in great waters they see the works of the lord and his wonders in the deep you got to go in the deep and you see the wonders of god the wonders of god is not just at the shallow waters. In the deep. Somebody say in the deep. There was a time Jesus was teaching and they, um, they, he met this, he saw these guys, he wanted their boat to use and afterwards he told Peter that launch into the deep. And Bible says, and when he has so done, he caught a great multitude of fish launching into the deep. Now, spiritual work, Christianity is for people who are, or people who thrive in Christianity are always those who Go further. This morning, the things I'm going to this afternoon, the things I'm going to share, they will not not be very popular, but it's just just good for somebody. Just just good for somebody. I believe God sent me here for that. Just good for somebody. And so, please, um, pardon me if you don't like it too much. It will do you some good. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going. I'm what I'm teaching is more. It's just basic, fundamental discipleship. Stuff is basic stuff. It's the basic stuff that make the difference in our work with God. And so, for you to go deep with God, for you to see the amazing works of God, you need to be able to just go deeper, not on the surface. Now, having said that, when you become born again, watch this. That's the amazing love and amazing grace of God. God, well, the song we say we sang, indescribable, unattainable. This whole great God, great God comes to live in you. That is the difference between Christianity and any other uh, philosophy or religion. Christianity is not actually a religion. It's God. The Bible says that great is the mystery of godliness. Great is the mystery. It's mysterious. Godliness. God came down to be in you. No, you're supposed to. He's somewhere far. The man at the top with the big stick, you, you just worship him, he's very far. No, God loves us so much, he wants to be so close to you and not just so close, in you. Now watch this, you are not born again because of what you do. You don't become a Christian because of your good works. 
So then it's also important that when people are outside, we should just, when they are coming in, let's embrace them. Let's receive them. Even, they may, even after we have received them, they may make some mistakes, but let's still receive them, accept them, because God wants them. Pastor, what I'm discovering is that we are having a lot of people in church who are becoming increasingly religious. Religion tells you, do good for God to accept you. God says, that, no, come, I will accept you the way you are, and I will empower you to go do good. <laughs> Jesus said that, where are the, your accusers, oh woman? And she said, well, there are nowhere to be found. He said, you to go, me to, I condemn you, but go and see no more. I don't condemn you, sorry, but go and see no more. Romans says that there is now, therefore, no condemnation. No, it's not based on our works. Let's get it. Pastor, I saw something in the scriptures. I was shocked. In Galatians, it talks about how, he said, oh foolish Galatians, how come that you began well in the spirit? Are you now ending in works? And so the point here is that when you are born again, watch this, when you are born, the problem with the church is somebody can be messing up in the world. And then the person comes. The church says, don't worry, you're welcome. Let's say you are drunkard or something. You're messing up. Don't worry, you are welcome. We accept you just the way you are. The person stays in for two weeks and he's found drunk again. Say, hey! The judgment of God is upon you. Hey, you go to hell. That is not the gospel. Let's stop thinking about this guy, this lady is not doing well. She's not trying, so she doesn't deserve to be singing in church like the way I do. Most of us, you know what's happening? There are a lot of people in pews in churches or in chairs in churches who feel they are not quite good as the other one. We are all, Pastor Robert said this some time ago, we are all, when we come together like this, we are all in our presentation mode. <laughs> if God is going to be dealing with us based on our good works, all of us will be found wanting. So the point I want to make is when you are born again, God comes to live inside you. There is a God factor in you. Alright? Now, Christianity is about God finding an expression in human life. That is what godliness is about. So godliness is God beginning to find an expression in your life through his goodness, through his power. So you begin to see the amazing works of God because you go into the deep. Now, how come that I am born again, but I don't really, I'm not enjoying God. Sometimes I find myself lasting. I find myself sinning. I find myself doing things I don't want to do. I just don't know what's wrong with me. I realize that there are a lot of Christians who every now and then find themselves in atmospheres like that. Or situations like that. I, they think, I, I think, one, a certain gentleman came to me some time ago. It's a church. The guy's fire on for Jesus. He was very hungry for Jesus. He got born again. And after a month or so, no, after some months, he found this lady he was interested in. And one day started going out with the lady. And the guy used to mess up when he was in the world with women. So he came to church and now he's serious. And guess what? One day, he, he fell into sin with his fiancée, sexual sin with his fiancée. He came, he called, he said, Pastor, I don't think I can serve. He was crying. I don't think I can serve God again because I don't know why I messed up. I said, no, you are the right guy. Do you know why? Because you, you feel very uncomfortable when you find yourself in the state. When you put a pig and a goat or a pig and a, a, a sheep in a, in a muddy water, and they are covered completely with the mud. Chances are that you may not be able to tell the difference which one is the pig or which one is the goat. Because they are all covered in the mud. But something will let you know. One of them will be going. <laughs> and then the other one will be going. <laughs> I don't belong here. <laughs> Some of us are here. We are crying. <laughs> I don't belong here. I need help. And my message here is that God does not have a problem with you. Oh, you didn't get that. You didn't get that. Listen, church, understand this once and for all. God does not have a problem with you. 
Most of us think that God doesn't like me. I'm not praying enough. I'm not doing this. I've been messing up too much. And God doesn't. God has not got a problem. He loves you just the way you are. He wants to empower you and live his life through you. Because you by you, you by yourself cannot live for God. Listen, no normal human being can be godly. <laughs> I'll say that no normal human you can't live godly you cannot you don't get it <laughs> you don't get it you don't have the installation you don't have the necessary um, uh, accoutrement or wiring to live to live godly you cannot and so the only way you do is man of God he says that walk in the spirit and then you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Most of us have got it the other way around. We are trying not to fulfill the desires of the flesh so we can end up walking in the spirit. It doesn't work like that. You cannot do it by yourself. You need the help of the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout help. Now, but I realized that the God in us, most of them is not able to find expression in our lives because of a few things. I have been trying to build some muscles so I can be like, is it Joe? <laughs> Junior. Can you rise your feet, please? How many of you agree with me that these muscles came naturally? Oh, you don't agree with me? It came naturally. He was just eating and doing normal life, and then his muscles came like that. <laughs> now, do you think my muscles can become as tough as this guy's? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Listen, down. are you sure? Yes. No. I'm, look, I'm very skinny. I can't be like him. How can I be like him? What did you say? What did you say? Work out. But I did it yesterday. Still, it doesn't come. <laughs> how, how, how long should I do it? How long should I do it? Three years? Did you say three years? Three days in a week. Three days in a week. Three days is too much. Ah! Three days in a week. And for how long? One month? Five days. So how long will I do that? For how many years? How many months? Hey, no, I can't do that. Then it means that I can also become like that. This is where Gumnazo comes in. Yeah, Gumnazo, Gumnazo. Somebody say Gumnazo. Somebody say Gumnazo. Oh, say like him. He said Gumnazo. I heard a certain pastor preaching. He says that when he preaches, and one day he was preaching, and anointing came upon him. He went to the congregation and then took somebody's week. Hallelujah! <laughs> No, but I, I I I feel that kind of I, I feel that kind of anointing is coming on me. So so if <laughs> somebody shout hallelujah, I feel the anointing. That kind of anointing is coming on me. So please pardon me if I am charged and I jump on your chair, take your wig, and begin to shout. <laughs> somebody shout yeah. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 7. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 7. Wow. Is this in the Bible? Hey. I want you to do me a favor. We are going to read it from the screen. Out loud. Is that okay? Alright. Shall we go? Let's go. But reject profane and old wives fable. And exercise yourself towards godliness. Now, old wives fable, profane, and profanity simply here means that anything that is against godliness or against spiritual truth. So somebody comes to tell you, why do you have to pay tithe? I be, I'm tired. I don't want, it's profanity. You understand? Anything that is against godliness or against piety, against spirituality, that is profane. And then old wives fables is all kinds of stories that don't have substance. Some of these things, they just distract us from proper Christianity. But watch this. He said, reject old wife fables and profanity. Or, or reject profane and old wife fables. And 
<laughs> you see, there's a champion there. <laughs> now, the Bible says, in the old King James, I think, puts it this way. Exercise yourself unto. I want to build muscles. I have to exercise myself for the muscles to come out. There, it's there already. Yes. Once you are born again, godliness is in your system. Yes. Nobody is a better Christian. Nobody is a better Christian. We are all just Christians, but the way you live out your Christian life is, is predicated on the kind of exercise you give yourself to. Amen. Exercise. Now, the Greek word for the, the Greek word translated as exercise is gumnazo. Gumnazo. Thank you. Gumnazo. Gumnazo unto godliness. Now, it is the word we get, we derive gymnastics from. Of gym, gym. When you say going to the gym, it comes from the gym. Gymnasium. Gymnastics. Okay? The gy- when you see a gymnast, they can be doing all kinds of acrobatic displays and all kinds of stuff. It doesn't just happen naturally. You got to work it out. You got to work it out. You can't, you can't become a Christian because a good Christian because hands are laid on you. No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. My darling. Your scriptures were very good for the offering. God bless you. It was an encouragement. My darling, can you imagine that people want the pastors to fast and pray for them, preach them into spiritual maturity? It does not happen. No, it doesn't matter how Junior likes me. He can't do much if I don't get there myself and exercise those muscles out. Work it out. Work it out. Work it out. I don't understand somebody who says, oh, look at you. You are, not, you are just a weak man. He's strong. He's better. You are... No, it's not that he's better than me. It's just that he's exercising more than I'm doing. Right. Is somebody getting something? Now, so it means that if you want to excel in your work with God, launch into the deep. Don't, don't be like everybody. Because you know what? You are not everybody. You are not everybody. Don't run like the way she's running. Because maybe she's being chased by a dog. You are being chased by a tiger. And you want to run like the way he's running. <laughs> no. To Bible says that run the race in First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, 25, 26. That was he says that run in such a way that you obtain. Run in 26 and verse 26 and verse 27 of First Corinthians chapter 9. Paul says that he says, I bring my body under subjection. I discipline my body. I make my body do some things. If you want to lose weight and you don't make your body do some things, you will never lose weight. Somebody must be responsible for what you want in life. Shall I believe? Just like marriage. Years ago, I witnessed a very powerful wedding. Great wedding. Couples very wealthy. And the wedding was blessed by an archbishop. Seriously. And the, and the archbishop declared, and other pastors, because if an archbishop is there, then you will be sure that there will be bishops and pastors. <laughs> declared and declared and declared powerful over the marriage. In less than a year, the marriage was breaking up. Wow. I said, wow. Upon all these prayers, the marriage is breaking up. And I realized, they can pray all they want for you. <laughs> but you have to go home and work it out. <laughs> Hallelujah! You, you, you have to go home and work it out. You have to go home and work it out. I don't like my wife. That's what you got, baby. Work it out. <laughs> I don't like my husband. Katie's husband is nice, and baby, shut up and work it out. 
<laughs> Somebody shout, Gumnazo! God does not place things in our hands. God doesn't place things in our hands. He places things within our reach. God doesn't place things in our hands. He places, it, places them within our reach. So that, Bible says that the race is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. Time and chance happens to all. The way your Christian life is, where you are, is your responsibility. So, Pastor, okay, I don't have much time, so let me run on this. You've been, spoke, you've been talking about gumnazo, gumnazo. Now, so what? Because I know if you want to lose some weight or build some muscles, you have to go to the gym and do some things. Recently, I found out that there are all kinds of DVDs, one called Taibo or something, you can put in and you can be in your living room and be doing that and be doing that and be doing that. <laughs> and some of us, can you imagine? It's, what's your name, sir? Terry. Terry. Can you imagine? It's, are you the one? Were you the one on the drums? No. Oh, who is the other guy? You, you've got a lot of macho guys in this church. <laughs> can you imagine? Somebody will say, oh, this thing is too hard for me to do. So I won't continue. What that scripture I read, it talks about how physical exercise profits, but spiritual exercise profits both here and eternity. And now it says that exercise yourself unto godliness, not morality. There is godliness in you that is trying to cry for an expression. But until you exercise, it's hard. Some of us do it for two weeks and we stop. Some of us do it for two months and we stop. Some of us do it for three months and we stop. But I realized, Junior even said it, it's a lifetime endeavor. You have to go on doing it every time. You have to keep at it. Keep at it. You know what? And then your friends will look at you. Some other people will look at you. Like recently, my wife has been working out so hard. And sometimes I look at her. I know it's good. But I know sometimes I want to do it. But my lazy self wants to enjoy a little bit more. So sometimes people will be looking at you and they are wondering, why are you punishing yourself like this? Why do you keep reading your Bible? Why do you keep going to church? Tell them I'm working on something. I'm just working on something. I'm just working on something. I'm just working on something. It's just a matter of time. When you do it for one day, when you do it for one week, your muscles don't just come out. It's a matter of time. You want to lose weight? You go to the gym for one day, you finish. And I expect that you've lost. It does. It doesn't happen. You know, Anthony, you know what I don't like about this kind of stuff? Exercise. You want to lose weight. You go to the gym, let's say for two months. And all of a sudden you realize you're losing weight. And you actually lose weight. The problem is, when you stop. (laughs) And that thing is coming again. (laughs) So it's like, Am I in this lifetime imprisonment of exercising? The answer is yes. Really? Yes. Is there no shortcut? No. So how is God going to bless me? Gumnaso. 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 Now let me finish this quickly. How do you exercise unto godliness? Four things. Number one. The word of God. There's no way anybody can grow spiritually outside of God's word. It doesn't happen. Oh, Pastor, me, the Bible, when I read, I don't understand. It's because if your heart, see, most of us read the Bible with our heads, with our brains. But if you read it with your heart, the theologians call something perspicuity of scriptures. So the scriptures is perspicuous enough. It's very basic that the most unlearned of people can take it and get the basic message of scripture. You don't need a PhD to understand what the scripture is saying. 
when God is speaking to you, you will know he is speaking to you. I know God is speaking to somebody this morning. When God is speaking to you, you will know it. And when you want to hear from God, he's, actually God wants to speak to us more than we want to hear from him. You don't, you don't need theology in a positive sense, okay? Let me explain what I mean. You don't need some theological degree and uh, Elohim, uh, Asapele, Yahweh Rakum. You don't need those. Sometimes people are asked to pray and they begin to, oh, Yahweh. <laughs> now I heard this one, uh, Yeshua Hamashiach. Then people think, wow, he's spiritual. What has that got to do with spirituality? That is terminology, it's not spirituality. <laughs> so some of us because you can't say Yeshua HaMashiach you can't say Rakuma you can't say Jehovah Gibor Jehovah Shammah Jehovah Todah because you can't say that you think that you are not that spiritual all those things are spiritual bully <laughs> spirituality has not got to do with that it's not to do with even how many, how many how much you can speak in tongues most of the time people are speaking to them. they are thinking about Chelsea they are thinking about the food their lips are closed but their hearts are far away so we need watch this pastor when you talk about the word what do you mean by how do we get a word if you remember Gubnazo exercising it's a constant you do it till your system become used to it you have to you don't have a choice listen that's why I said it's more popular. Because you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. I'm not coming to tell you, God will just bless you anyway, anyhow. No. No. The blessing Bible says in Ephesians chapter, chapter 1 verse 3, he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heaven. The blessings are already available. In James chapter 1 verse 25, it says that see, see a man who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. And he not being a forgetful hearer, he says that this man, not somebody else, this man shall be blessed in all his doings. And so that is about time we take responsibility for our spiritual development. Go, I came to empower somebody. Go and reclaim the responsibility for your spiritual development from that prophet, from that pastor. Don't don't leave it to any spiritual person. It's your own responsibility. It doesn't work. Go and reclaim it. Oh, I see something good happening to somebody. That one to you, say amen. I said, I see something good happening to somebody. (laughs) <laughs> All right, let me finish this thing quickly. And so, how do you get yourself into the word? Number one, simple, daily devotion. It looks very, it sounds very old-fashioned, but that's the way. That's it. No, no, no other way. If you want to grow, if you want to grow, hallelujah, read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day, read your Bible. You know, you know it, clap for yourself. <laughs> so, so, pastor loves you so much, but he cannot take your medications for you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. Wow. Wow. That, that's good training. That's good training. Read your Bible. Have a daily devotion. Right. It shouldn't be legalistic. If you miss it today, you miss it tomorrow, the third day, pick it up. If you miss it one week, just do it. God, there's no way around it. You, you just have to do it. It's just, it's a must happen. You have to do it. So that the God in you can find an expression. God, exercise yourself unto God. You've got it. You've got it. You've got the God factor. Or if you want me to put it the way they put you've got the X factor. You've got it. But it's now up to you to, I realize that more for her. More for her for Four years was training so hard. All those Olympics medalists didn't just happen by accident. Right. Regrowth training. They, they launched into the deep. 
they kept doing it, kept working. So somebody will wake up and be eating, and then you see more Farah running. And they will look at him. Maybe you are sitting in your nice car driving, and you see more Farah. <laughs> this guy is so serious. <laughs> now, when the world is clapping for him, you want the world to clap for you too. On what grounds? <laughs> Most of the time, as soon as we come to church, we leave everything on God. God, you are responsible for everything that happens to me. I have to grow by eight weeks. No, no, it doesn't happen. As soon as you come into God, you begin to work. That's why people have been in church for 20 years and they are still spiritual babes. How do you see? Anything they they are complaining. Hey, I was saying nobody came to visit me. I don't like this woman. I don't talk this way. In church, in church, grow up. Alright, let me finish this. Let me, I don't want to go. I, I like preaching these kind of pastoral messages, okay? Because human beings are all the same everywhere. Yes. <laughs> all the same. How do you know somebody is not spiritually uh, a spiritual babe? Look at the things that upset them in church. Look at the things that upset them. They are, they are spiritual B-A-B-E. Babes. They are in church, but they are still sucking feeding bottle. Babes. <laughs> I know you don't like me for this, but I'll finish a runaway. <laughs> Please get yourself some morning devotion. Make sure daily reading your Bible. You don't need to read 18 chapters. You don't need to read a whole chapter. Let the hang watch this. Let the hunger in your heart for God drive you to want to read from Him. But I realize that. There are times where you want to do something as maybe you want to exercise and there are days you don't feel like it. But do you have a choice? No. You still have to do it. So you don't, you don't do it because it feels good that you are enjoying it. Sometimes you read the Bible, it feels very blah. But you still have to develop something. Develop a taste. All right. Now, so have a daily devotion. Four ways of getting the word inside of your system. Have a daily devotion. Daily devotion. Number two. Teaching messages. Teaching messages. Let's all say teaching messages. messages. Well, let me put it this way. Preaching messages. Preaching. Some of us don't have any preaching tape or preaching CD in our homes. In our car. Every time music. Jump, 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 jump. Are you saying we shouldn't listen to music? Music is good, man. But if your child comes from school and tells you, what did you say? Oh, we are just playing music in school today. And the next week you are playing, every time music in school, we will tell them, you will take your child from that school. <laughs> because life is not about that. Life is not about entertainment. <laughs> life is not about entertainment. Right? It's, it's serious. If you want to be serious in life, if you want to grow your business, sometimes you realize that you have to cut off from some things. Some parties you can't go. Because you are busy working on your business. People will tell you, oh, you're antisocial. It doesn't matter. Later on, they'll come to you and appreciate you. Because whatever you do, people will talk. That's the, you must understand that. I don't know if I told you the story about this gentleman who had a horse and a boy. And one day they were in town. And then the father was riding the horse. The boy was walking. People began complaining that... You're a wicked man. How can you be riding the horse and the boy is... Th- so he, he overheard it and got down, put the boy on the horse. He started walking. After a while, some people said, this man is not wise at all. He's, the boy is rather riding the, riding the horse and he, the man, is walking. He's not a serious man. So he overheard that one. Guess what he did? Both of them, they jumped on the horse. He said that after a while, people began to say, saw him. They said, this man is a very responsible and cruel, animal cruelty. Two of them sitting on this one horse. It's not right. People started complaining again. So he decided, okay, let's all walk. So he and the boy started walking. People said, this man is the foolish man we've ever seen. They have a horse and they are walking. <laughs> so he realized that everything you do, people will talk. People who talk. <laughs> People who talk. Somebody say Gumnazo. This preaching thing is serious. What, I, what do I mean? Giving yourself to preaching messages is serious. Even preachers can develop 
if they don't listen to preaching. This morning I woke up with tapes playing, preaching. I woke up. Sometimes you wake up and you are in a kind of subconscious state and you hear somebody talking to you only to realize that it was a preaching. And you wake up and every time you must be, do you know what I found? It's serious. This scripture, when I saw it one day, I checked all concordance. They couldn't even explain it. And I I prayed that God, let me understand this thing. And I saw it. It was serious. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. You can put it on the screen and those of you writing, you can write it down. Ephesians 4 7. Say Gumnazo. Exercise is not, it's not an option. I like what Pastor Paul said. If you want to grow longer or grow older or live, live longer, sorry, live longer, you got to exercise and stop eating some stuff. Spiritually, if you want to grow, some of us spend too much time on Facebook. Sorry, I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> I, I can't read my Bible. I don't know what is wrong. But you are two hours, three hours, all night on Facebook. 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 And you are saying no miracle is happening. It's a Facebook. It's all on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. Uh, people have Bibles, they don't read it. After church, some people will close their Bible. The next time they open it is next Sunday. And yet, they expect to be growing spiritually. And they expect to be seen because God, God, you see, I'm doing well. I'm going to church, so you have to bless me. Anytime God visits people, he leaves them with a responsibility. Can I say that again? Every time God visits people, he leaves them with a responsibility. Isn't it possible? Isn't it interesting? Jesus himself, he appeared to Saul of Tarsus in Acts chapter 9. Just keep that efficiency there. I'll come back to it in a minute. Jesus himself appeared to Saul of Tarsus. Saul, he was killing people. And Jesus said, why do you persecute me? He said, who are you? He said, I'm Jesus. Who, who, who you are persecuting? Then Paul said, or Saul said, what do you want me to do? He was ready to take orders. Do you know what he told him? He said, go to Damascus. There are people already there. They will tell you what to do. So those who said that oh, Jesus speaks to me personally, they are joking. They are joking. In Acts chapter four, sorry, Acts chapter two, verse 40, 41 and forty-two, but it said that and they continued in the apostles' doctrines, apostles' prayers, apostles' fellowship and breaking of bread. This thing we are doing didn't start with us. It must be a continuation from the apostles. So then you can't come in with something new. Okay, me this whole this whole thing is new. It's new for, from me. I start God has when you be, when you see people who keep telling you, me God speaks to me personally. God God told me to go to church this morning. It's a sign that they are not serious. <laughs> you know, somebody came to me the other time when I wake up Sunday mornings. Normally I pray God, which church do you want me to? It is a sign that you are an irresponsible Christian. You are not a serious Christian. You, if you are a serious Christian, you won't be asking God which church to go. You must already be found in a church established and serving. <laughs> I know you don't like me for this, but I'm having a good time in the Lord. <laughs> I'm happy because we will meet in heaven. Some of these things, at least, you know, sometimes it's good to provoke somebody. Because there's so much in you. God has so much invested in you. There's so much in you. Don't let anybody put you down and tell you that you are not as good. As, you, are, you are very good. Just that you just have to work out a little bit. And see, God will not leave you to be on your own to work out. He is going to stand by you, but he wants to see the determination. And you are working out and he's helping you. You are working out he's helping you. And very soon you will see the color of your life beginning to emerge. People see you and they just want to be like you. Because there's something about you which is different. It just smells or spells God. Say Gumnazo. Jesus told him, go to Damascus. They will tell you what to do. An angel was sent from God in Acts chapter 10. Sent from God to a man called Cornelius. And do you know what the angel told him? He said, send for Peter. To come and preach to you. Ah, but you can tell me already you've come. No, no, no. God's word and God's message for God's word to get into you. He has already some people on the ground. Yes. Yes. 
They are human beings as you and I. They are ordinary human beings like you and I. So anytime you think that you don't need anyone to speak the word to you, you are in serious crisis. Spiritual crisis. Watch this. You, you cannot be a point of reference if you don't have a point of reference. Wow. Whoa. You must be able... You must be able to say that these guys are the people who have fed me and I keep listening to. Listen, I'm, I, I have so many preaching messages I keep listening to. I keep listening to. I keep listening to. I know pastor does that. No, there's no way around it. And I realize the more I listen, the more the thing, something in me begins to grow. Begins to grow. So that is how you get it. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing. Romans 10, 17. He says that how can they call on him whom they have not believed? How can they believe him whom they have not heard? And how can they hear except there be a preacher? And how can they preach except they are sent? So all the things start from someone being sent to come and tell somebody something. So if you cut off yourself from the one sent to come and tell you a message, then you are cutting off yourself from support and supply. Let's read Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7 together. Are you ready to go please? Please let's read it out loud. Let's go. But unto every one of us is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Now, the first time I saw this, I, I was quite confused. What is the meaning of this? Every one of us, grace is given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. What's the meaning of the measure of the gift of Christ? And what is he talking about when he said the gift of Christ? But actually, the text explains itself because when you read downwards, it, verse 8 talks about, for, um, go to verse 8, let's see. Wherefore he said, because of that, okay, he said, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and did what? Gave gifts. So he's talking about the same gift, okay? And gave gifts unto men. Then the next verse, verse 9, is in, it's a parenthetical statement. It's in brackets. In other words, you can take it out and continue from where the brackets end and it shouldn't distort the message. Alright, so he said, but he just throwing it. Now he that ascended is the same one who descended first, and then, um, and then verse 10, go to the verse 10. He descended first so he can fulfill all things, and then so all that. So now, the brackets end. So verse 11 is a continuation of verse 8. Does that make sense? Alright, so he says that, watch this, I'm picking it from verse 7 again. He said, unto everyone, individually, okay, God deals with us as a church, but then he also deals with us as individuals. Because we never get saved corporately. We don't get healed corporately. We don't get blessed corporately. We get blessed individually. Individually. Okay? And so, how many of us were all born corporately? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, my mama, I need to finish this. So, he says that but unto everyone, there is, watch this, there is diversity in unity. We are all one body, but within the body, there is diversity. That's actually what we get the word universe, universe, university, universe. There is unity and diversity. All right. So we are one body. We have unity, but within the unity, we have diversity. So when you start reading from verse 1 of chapter 4, it talks about how we are united. From verse 3, it talks about, therefore, do everything to keep the unity of the spirit. For there's one body, one, one, one faith, seven ones. So verse 6 talks about we have one God, one Father, and uh, one God, one Father of all who is above us. So we all have something in common, oneness. Then the verse 7 sharply says that, but... In spite of the fact that we have oneness unto every one of us, grace is given. So now the grace is given not corporately, not the same measure, but the measure of the grace you receive is based on the measure of the gift of Christ. Ah, so now what is the gift of Christ here? Verse 7 says that when he ascended on high, verse 8, he ascended on high, he led captivity, captive, gave gifts of men. Then verse 11 says that to some he gave apostles. To some he gave pastors. Prophets, he gave, he gave evangelists, pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints. So now the gift here is that the, the body of Christ, the pastors, the evangelists, the apostles, the teachers, and the, the prophets, they are the gifts. 
given to the body of Christ. Now, verse 7 says that grace is given to you according to the proximity, how much ministry you are receiving from a pastor, how much ministry you are receiving from a prophet, how much ministry you are receiving from an apostle, how much ministry you are receiving from a teacher. Now, the ministry you receive determines the grace that, that, that manifests in your life for the body of Christ. Does that make sense? And so, please, and so, I want to challenge you. Please, I discovered, Pastor Joe, you know what I've discovered? The best milk, breast milk for the baby is the mother's breast milk. You can go and bring this other woman with a lot of milk. It's not the best for the baby. The best person, the the person whose message blesses you most for you is your pastor. Because God has, when, watch this, when God was calling him, he had you in mind. You, you get it? You get it? So, people, people say naive things like, T.T. Jakes is my pastor. In what way? I've been watching him on TV and I'm, I'm his partner. He doesn't even know you exist. He, he doesn't know you. Listen, Benny, he can't be your pastor unless you are in his local church. He can't be. When you go to heaven, God is not going to ask Benihi or T.D. Jakes or Joyce Mayer, did you take care of this one? He said, oh, I didn't even know he existed. <laughs> Please, when we close, run to the message desk. Get as many messages of pastor and other men of God, but the chief one is your pastor. And keep feeding your spirit. Keep, it's an exercise. You're working on something. It's just a matter of, you're working on something. People begin to like the testimony they hear from you. People begin to like what they see in your life. Because the Bible says the, the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. And it doesn't add sorrows. It's your day to be blessed. Amen. It's your hour to be blessed. I see somebody rising. I see somebody becoming greater. In the name of Jesus. Let me just conclude. My time is Let me just conclude this thing quickly. So you have to, the way to get the word of God into your system is devotion, listening to preaching tapes, creating an atmosphere around you. That's number three. Create an atmosphere that helps the word. Sometimes on your fridge, put quotations on it. The way you go more. Maybe some of us is the mirror because when I, the way you look good. So your mirror, and I can tell you can go, you go to your mirror a lot of the time. Put the scripture on your mirror. Keep changing. No, surround yourself with things. The music you listen to must have some word of God inside. Because some of the junk won't help. With all respect and humility. Some of those other ones are just junk. It will not build you. Now people are saying, I don't know why nowadays I'm becoming so lustful. It's the music you are listening to. (laughs) Pastor, I don't know. The things I don't want to do, I keep doing. Because you see, you are feeding something else in you. So that thing is growing at the expense of the godliness that should be growing. So when you are not manifesting godliness, then you begin to conclude, I'm not a good Christian. You are. But just that you are not feeding. You see, the uh, uh, environment you find yourself in determines what grows in you. Very important. Very important. Say, Gumnazo. So create an environment around you and then Christian materials, books and stuff like that. I thank God for Pastor's life. Pastor Joe has two books. Get this. Let's read them. Let's read books. Read spiritual books. The novels are enough. The newspapers are good. You can check what's going on. But read books. Let's read books. Buy DVDs. Uh, preaching DVDs. Put it in the... When you go home, instead of East Enders, put it in... You are very old-fashioned. It's the old-fashioned way that's making us grow. Exercise is very old-fashioned, <laughs> Let me finish. So you need the word, and then four things. The word, fellowship, prayer, and sharing. Sharing Christ and giving. But let me say something little about fellowship, and I'll, I'll quit. Fellowship. Somebody say fellowship. 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 You cannot absent yourself from Christian fellowship and be okay. Many people say, oh, me, I'm okay. For two weeks, you haven't, three weeks, you haven't seen in church. What's wrong? I'm okay. I'm fine. You are not fine. You are not, have you seen a dr- somebody drunk before? And they tell you it's steady. <laughs> they believe they are steady, but they, they, they think you are rather unsteady. They are drunk. And you ask them, are you okay? Oh, yes, I'm okay. <laughs> I, I'm, you are not okay. You are not okay. 
you've not been coming to church, you think you're, you are not okay. Because this thing is a corporate life. Christianity is a corporate life. It's not an insulated and isolated, segregated life. It's, it's, it's an us life. He says, if God be for us, when he was teaching them to pray, he said, when you say, what did he say, say my father? He said, say, our father. It's an us life. So they continued in the apostles' fellowship. Bible says that in Acts chapter 4, when they beat them and threaten them, they return to their company. Some, the devil will do anything possible to keep you away from church. That one, I guarantee you. He will do anything to keep you away from church, but prove to the devil that he's a liar. He can't stop you. Because you can't compromise on your blessing. You can't compromise on your spiritual growth. You can't compromise on the investment God has in you. You can't compromise. This, oh, watch this. This generation needs your spiritual health. Yes. I'll say that again. Please, don't, don't down yourself. You are good enough, okay? You are good enough. You are good enough. This generation needs your spiritual health. So invest into it. Fellowship is necessary. Being, the more you are in church, the better. The unbelievers, they think, ah, are you going to church again? How many weeks? Hey, what's wrong with you? Some of them are well-meaning, but they don't have understanding. How can an unbeliever advise you regarding church life? How? Can a blind man lead a seeing man? An unbeliever does not understand the dynamics of Christianity and godliness. They don't. It doesn't matter how intelligent and intellectually astute they are. They don't. Because the Bible says that they are foolishness to the carnal mind. These things are spiritually designed. Say fellowship. So please give yourself to the word. Give yourself to fellowship. Give yourself to prayer. Prayer brings you in sync with what God is doing. So that you don't stay outdated. It brings you in sync. Pray every day. doesn't matter how little. Push yourself. Just do some exercise, okay? Try. Gubnazo. Pray. It doesn't matter how little. I know we are busy. But if you are so busy you can't pray, you are too busy. Right? I know we are busy. I know you love God. Don't say God knows what is in my heart. No, life doesn't work like that. Do something based on what is in your heart. Try a little. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. If you can't crawl, move yourself. Don't stay there. Do something. Do something. Did you, did you receive that word? Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. You're welcome to connect with David Entry on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also find more spirit-filled messages from Caris Church on YouTube and all relevant streaming platforms. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share the message. Be blessed.